Hi, and welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 335 of Cryptobiography, and it is the compilation of the story Reverse Image. And here we go. Jim Patrickson hadn't expected an unusual day. It was just another dull day under coronavirus. He'd been laid off as the bookkeeper from the metal fabrication shop. The owner, Mr. Farley, said that business was down and he would take over those duties. There was a chance they might need him again if business picked up, but with COVID raging and the nonsensical making sure it would stay that way, he was out of work. He made sure his unemployment was updated, and he did look for work, but there was none to be found. So the days came and went, and came and went with little variation. He stared at his phone all day like it was his food and oxygen. He went to the bathroom. He sat on the toilet, which was in a little nook, in the bathroom across from the sinks and the mirror. Though he had his phone on his lap, he was bored and found himself looking at his reflection in the mirror. He looked tired. His hair had become more and more a COVID cut since he refused to see a hairdresser until there was a vaccine. He hadn't had long hair since college, but was close to having it again. He also hadn't shaved in a few days. He probably stank, but since he was the only one he ever saw, it hardly mattered. He was pinching his pennies so hard he wasn't buying delivery or takeout food. He showered before he went to the grocery store every few days out of some habit of civilization that his loneliness had not yet squeezed out of him. His few friends were all online, and he hadn't dated in over a year before the virus. He knew on some basic level that he must be depressed or have some other mental condition, but he was too exhausted to care. The image in the mirror looked back. But something was off. He looked closely. Then he decided not to blink for a while and figure it out. The guy in the mirror blinked. Holy crap, Jim thought. I didn't blink without realizing it, did I? He kept looking. The mirror man blinked again. This time, Jim was sure he hadn't blinked. He jumped up. He'd been so distracted, he hadn't done anything needing toilet paper yet, and waddled to the sink with his pants around his ankles. Hey! he yelled, unnecessarily. His image mouthed back the word hey at him, silently. Jim knew something was wrong. This was just his mirror image again. But he was sure something had happened. He spent the day constantly going back to the mirror, He even found himself staring whenever he noticed his reflection, in windows, in his phone's screen, in his drinking glass, even the upside-down one in his spoon. None of them moved without him. Part of him became scared. What if this was some spirit, some ghoul, which could catch him, devour him, steal his place, perhaps when he was asleep? He didn't sleep. Not for two days. He spent long hours on his toilet, staring at his own eyes until his ass hurt from the hard seat. 
He did this for so long, I began to suspect he had hallucinated the whole thing. But just when he had convinced himself it was all in his head, it happened again. His image blinked when he did not. He looked. He stared. It blinked again. It was the strangest feeling. The image in the mirror was always him, just him, just a duplicate, doing exactly what he did. If it wasn't a duplicate, it was something else entirely. What was it? Who are you? Jim asked aloud, slow and clear. The mirror mouthed back at the same time. Jim tried lifting one hand in front of him, then the other. His image did likewise. Jim looked down, then back. The image did the same, so far as he could tell. He stood up, and it stood up. Jim decided to try something else. He blinked again on purpose. But as far as he could tell, his image was doing it exactly when he was. Then he tried winking. The image winked as well. He tried something else. He, tried, he told his image silently, inside his mind, to blink. The image blinked. Blinked when Jim had not. He told it to wink. And it did. Jim became excited. Open your mouth, he told it, and it did. Can you hear me? Jim asked it. It nodded. Can you do what I ask you to? It shrugged. Can you talk? It opened its mouth, but Jim couldn't hear anything. I can't hear you. It shrugged again with a wistful turn of its mouth. Are you me? Again, a shrug. Can you think talk to me as I am to you? The image paused for a moment. Can you hear me? Jim said, heard inside his head. Yes, Jim said silently. Yes, I can hear you. Great, his image said. This is much more fun. I agree, Jim said. How long have you been different from me? I thought images were always just, you know, images. I'm not sure, he heard. I don't remember anything before two days ago. So just that long, I suppose. Do you know everything I know? Jim asked. Your mom's name is Tracy, and you've lived in this place since you got the job as the bookkeeper. It was your first real job after getting your degree. That's right, Jim said. So in a weird way, I guess you're still me? Or were you me, and now you're someone separate? Or did you just become someone two days ago? His image just shrugged. Is this weird to you? Jim asked. His image nodded. I think, Jim said, that you are me, or were me at least. Now I suppose you're our, your own person. Okay, his image thought back at him. I wonder if things will change, Jim said. Like, if I need to shave, will I be able to accurately? I don't want to force you to live my life. I don't know how this works, his image thought back. Can you move? Jim asked. I mean, more than just a shrug or a nod, can you move your hands independently? Can you move around the bathroom? I can try, his image thought. And it did. And that feeling was otherworldly. 
Everything else in the mirror was exactly like it was in his bathroom, but his image moved to the left, and there was no one in the mirror in front of him. He walked forward. There was no image of him moving forward towards the sink. A shiver ran down his arms. In the mirror, his image was looking back at him, off to the side. Just hold there for a moment, please, Jim said. His image nodded. Jim picked up his electric toothbrush off the counter. Looking at his hand, he could see it. Solid, cool, plastic. In the mirror, though, it was floating in midair. No version of him there to pick it up. What happens if you pick the toothbrush up? Jim asked. His image moved forward until it was in front of him, extended its hand, and suddenly it felt like his mirror image again. Strange, Jim said. Yes, his image nodded. Can you do anything on your side that will affect things on my side? He asked. I don't know, his image replied. Jim and his image put down the toothbrush. Try picking up the toothbrush, Jim said. His image moved its hand down and seemed to grab the toothbrush, but nothing happened. Very interesting, Jim said. Yes, his image agreed by nodding. Jim, not having much of anything else to focus on, became obsessed with his image. As the day stretched on, he found, bit by bit, more and more connections that he could make with it. Soon he could f ask it to go anywhere in the room at will. And though it could not have any effect on the items in Jim's room, he found that if he closed his eyes, he could tell exactly where his image would be and even control where it was. Then he found himself looking out through his image's eyes. He could see himself sitting on the toilet, lid down and a pillow on top of it to allow him some comfort, with his hands over his eyes. If he'd still felt strange before, looking out of the mirror at himself was truly bizarre. He could see himself there on the flowered throw pillow. It was an old one. He refused to use a pillow he slept on atop his toilet. Head in hands, eyes closed. He opened his eyes, and the effect immediately broke. He was sitting on the toilet, with the flowered pillow cushioning his seat. His image was looking at him from an angle. Jim knew if he dropped his concentration any further, his image would become a simple image again, mirrored in front of him. As he practiced, he could make the switch faster and faster. Soon he could control it, essentially at will. With a flicker of thought, he would be seeing out of his image's eyes. What he thought would happen if he tried it out of the bathroom? Could he see what was going on in the bathroom? He tried it. First, from the doorway, technically not really away since he could see part of the mirror, but it worked. Then he closed the bathroom door and tried just outside. At first this didn't work, but after trying with the door cracked, then all but shut, then shut, he found he could do it. From there, it was a race. He could do it from across the bedroom. He could do it from across the house. He could do it from the front yard. Soon he could do it from miles away. He also experimented with accuracy. Part of him was thinking this is simply something he was hallucinating, making up. He set his iPad in the bathroom on the counter, but facing the mirror. He tried, and he could easily see it from inside his image. He turned the volume off and put it on YouTube. He found a video and started it. He saw that, as usual, it had two ads in front of it. He left while the first one was playing. 
He closed the door and had no way of knowing what the second ad would be for or about. He went into his mirror image and watched the ads. The second one came up. It was for an upcoming horror movie. He relaxed and went back into himself, then opened the door and checked the iPad. Sure enough, B-Movie Splatter was being advertised. Mirror images are made of light. Could he hear? He put the iPad back on and let the video play. He turned up the volume a reasonable amount, but not so well that it would be visible through or audible through closed doors. He swiftly left the bathroom, shut the door, and for good measure left the house and went to the far side from the bathroom. He went into his image and watched. Sure enough, yes, he could hear the video as well. Weird. Again, he had to be sure. It was a video he hadn't watched before. So he waited until he heard a phrase that he was sure he couldn't have accidentally heard before. Like a sock full of melted cheese. Then ran for the bathroom. He backed up the video and sure enough, they had said, like a sock full of melted cheese. Wow, he thought. But what good was this other than as a cute trick? No one but him ever went in his bathroom. He decided to see if he could see his mirror image in other mirrors and other reflections. He had one other mirror. It was hanging on the inside of his closet door. It had been like that when he moved in. He tried starting from that mirror, and sure enough, he could see out of that one. He went to the bathroom again and closed the door. The bedroom closet mirror was completely shut away from him. He closed his eyes and saw himself in the mirror. He moved himself towards the door. He opened the door and looked out. Outside the mirror in the real world, he could see the door was still shut, but here it was open. The world was shaky and almost smoky, but he could see the closet door partly open and went to it. He could look out of it and see his bedroom. He could even see the bathroom door pass, which he was doing whatever this was. And looking out at the mirror in the real world, it wasn't fuzzy. He closed his eyes. He wondered if he could find another mirror to the real world. He looked around the dark, indistinct world. In all directions, mostly far away, he could see little windows. He realized these windows were mirrors and other reflections. He walked to the closest one. It was his neighbor's house. He carefully looked out of the mirror into his neighbor's bathroom. It was empty. He'd never been before in there before in real life, though he believed it was the right one. The style was the right age, the... Flowers on the towels matched the style she had on the outside of her house, with flowers on her chair cushions and so on. If she came into her bathroom, he thought, would she see him? It might be hours before anyone came in this bathroom. He could try others nearby, perhaps. He pulled away and looked around for another. Now that he was a bit familiar with the process, he could see that there were other reflective surfaces that he could see through most of them within his neighbor's house. Looking further out, there were clusters of reflective surfaces further out, apparently massed around other houses. He went around his neighbor's house. There were reflections, large and small, many partly obscured. He looked out of many of them. He realized that any reasonably reflective surface was allowing him to see. However, things like regular plate windows just as their reflections were rather faint, also were hard for hard to see through. Also, many were curved in strange ways, 
making mostly a strange fisheye effect. These were inside metal cylinders of various kinds. He realized also that he would appear, if visible at all, as a thin strip in those reflections, nearly impossible to see. While the widening of the world was a little hard to get used to, he could generally tell what he was looking at. It was in his neighbor's kitchen that he saw her. He wasn't sure what he was looking out of, perhaps a metal canister. He seemed to be looking out a little above waist height. She was having a meal. The stretching of the view ahead of him made it difficult to tell, but he, she seemed to be having some toast, though it was nearly midday. Jim decided it might be time to test his, his ability with someone outside himself. Perhaps he was somehow fooling himself. If so, he could test it now. He grabbed a mask and went over to his neighbor's house. He knocked. She looked through the window, put on a mask herself, and answered. Hello, neighbor, she said. Jim figured she was having the same trouble he was at remembering names. Hello, I was going by and thought I smelled toast, of all things. Are you, by chance, eating toast? She looked nonplussed. Yes, you could smell that? I didn't think I had any windows open. Jim shrugged. I don't know. I guess I'm just really tuned in to that smell. Ever since I was a kid and they told us one warning sign of strokes is smelling smells that aren't there, especially burnt toast. So now when I smell toast, I like to know if there's really toast around. He laughed in a self-deprecating way. Fortunately, she laughed. Eh, no hospital for you today. Thanks. Have a good one, Jim said and turned back towards his house. Well, that's that, he thought. I can really mirror travel. I suppose that's what I'll call it. But what good was it? He wasn't interested in voyeurism. He decided to do some research. He got on his computer. Sure enough, there were little societies of people across the internet who thought they, or people they knew, had superpowers. The more he got into it, the more he found himself groaning. Some of these people were clearly delusional. Others were wish-fulfilling, or just making shit up. A few seemed to be trying to sell spec scripts. Jim just lurked on these forums for a few weeks. Then one day a moderator asked, For those who are lurking on this forum, why are you still here? Jim decided to reply his account was anonymous. I'm lurking here and have been for a while because I actually do have a superpower that recently became active, he wrote. I'm hoping to get direction or suggestions or help, but frankly I haven't seen a single person on here that makes me think, yeah, there's another person in my situation. I guess I'm here now because, well, it's coronavirus, and I don't have anything better to do since I'm unemployed, and my superpower is taking up more and more of my time, because what else am I going to do? And is there really anyone out there besides me who even has one? I'm not trying to denigrate anyone. Maybe some people here really have them, and I'm misreading the signals. But it just doesn't feel like it. So I'm scared and running out of money, and I don't know why this thing, this power, has come into my life, and I don't know what to do with myself. Maybe it's time for me to try other avenues. And for a while he did. He left that forum and focused on trying out his mirror walking more and more. He found that, yes, he could be seen in mirrors by other people. He caused many people to jump out of their skins, seeing someone in their mirror. But of course, they assumed that whoever they saw was in the room with them. By the time they turned and confirmed they were alone, they went back to the mirror. Jim had backed away. He started wearing hoods once he realized that. 
He also tried using his iPad camera, and sure enough, the iPad's video showed him in the mirror. He also tested for audio, but as he suspected from his dealings with his own image, nothing could be heard from the image in the camera. Because he could be seen, he used face masks so he couldn't be identified. His travels became longer and longer. He also found that his practice was paying off. He could travel in the mirror world at wild speeds. Soon he was looking through mirrors across the state, then across the country, then on other continents. He came back thirsty, hungry, and tired after these trips, which became longer and longer. One night he was casting around for something interesting to look at. He saw, off in the great distance, a mirror light brighter than any other, and flashing. He sped towards it. As he did, he saw that the flashing was regular, being on for a second, off for a second. And it was incredibly bright. It was thousands of times brighter than anything else. He approached and saw that it wasn't one mirror. It was a series of mirrors, apparently going in all directions around a single, small room. Literally, all directions. Someone had covered a room in mirrors and was shining an incredibly bright light. He'd not seen this before. He approached, but stayed out of where anyone could possibly see him, dozens of yards away. It was a little hard to tell what was going on in that room, as it was glaringly bright. But by waiting and squinting, he was able to tell that it was one bright, presumably industrial, bulb and a person. Through the glare and the wildly changing light levels, it seemed to be a woman wearing a wide-brimmed hat and sunglasses. She was indeed standing in a mirrored room. The mirrors were facing each other and causing infinite reflections of her, though not of him. The mirror facing other mirrors wasn't a phenomenon that he had explored. It added a level of bizarreness to an already bizarre situation. She seemed to be looking around, calmly, as though searching for something. Or someone. Him? His mask was on, so he saw no reason to take a chance. He went up to the mirror. When he was a few yards from the mirror, she started slightly and turned towards him. She was smiling. She flipped a switch, and the light dimmed, but did not go out. It was now at a normal level. Jim brought his arm down from his face. He had been forced to protect himself from the remarkably strong light. She spoke. Greetings, she said. Can you hear me? Jim nodded. Can I hear you? I don't think so, he said. He said it in an exaggerated way so that his mask would move. I can't hear you then, she said. The infinite images of her behind her was distracting him. He held up a hand, and she stopped saying whatever she was going to say. He held up his hands in parallel, then jumped one hand out an inch, then another, then another. The uh, infinite mirror images are bothering you? she asked, after considering him a moment. Jim nodded. Thank you. She turned and walked to a corner of the room. She pulled on something, and a black drape rolled down the entire back wall. The floor and ceiling were far enough away that the infinite images were not a problem there. Better? she asked, and he nodded. My name is Evelyn, she said. He looked more closely at her. She was white, probably in her thirties, dressed in a way that said she had money. That made him suspect that this room with its giant mirrors and industrial light had been her purchase. I'm a little like you, she said. 
I have an unusual ability, though I must say not nearly as unusual as yours. And I'm part of a group that is looking for other people like us, people with abilities. Perhaps that's being too forward, but since this conversation is one way, I feel I must come right out with it. We hope that you will join us. Why? Jim said, and made a shrugging motion to sell his silent reply. Why? she asked, and Jim nodded. For a number of reasons, but I think the most cogent one is that we are not alone. I was among the first to have powers, but they're becoming more common, and the kinds of powers are becoming more varied. If you join us, you can help us find still others like us. I suspect someone with your abilities, as I vaguely understand them, would be ideal. Also, we can support each other. Being so different has its own unique problems. Envy, the possibility of power such as governments trying to control us, and we can help each other. Finally, we're finding a lot of the powers, especially the newer powers, are dangerous to the users. There have been many people with abilities that harm or kill them. Am I right in thinking that this is some sort of projection of you? That your body is somewhere, perhaps at home, alone? Jim thought about whether to answer this, then he nodded. I can arrange for your body to be protected while you go out. Also, we are well-funded. If you help us look for more people like us, we can pay. Finally, you might be wondering how I brought you to me tonight. I have people looking for unusual things on the internet. Recently, there have been a large number of people who have noticed people or shadows or movement in their mirrors and other reflective surfaces. Most people would put it down to normal psychological and optical effects. A few might suggest Bloody Mary or some other boogeyman. But because we're looking for those with unusual gifts, we thought it could be another like us. So we did some checking. This phenomenon was rare, but consistently so, until recently. Then it spiked, and when we did a time-location chart, it seemed to have started in the Midwest region of the United States, probably in Iowa. Jim involuntarily started. She smiled. I see my people were right. Not to worry. We don't know exactly where you are, and we aren't looking to know. I'm willing to come to you at any location you name, in my private plane, so you don't have to incur any expense or coronavirus danger. What I want to know is, are you willing to meet? She fell silent. Jim stood there alone in the darkness beyond the mirror, between the lights, and thought. And he nodded. And thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Mastodon. Words and music, copyright 2023, Brandon Starr. All rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical.